Welcome to Sulphur Springs Baptist Church Sermon Audio. For more information, please visit our website at sulphurspringsbc.com. Hello. My name is Steve Parks. I used to pastor in Hidden Night, Mount Airy, and now I'm in Sugarloaf. And I'm so glad to meet all you guys. Oh, man, what a joy it's been to just uh, mingle around with you. And uh, I didn't know you had all these comedians in here, but it starved to death. They had to do it for a living. Uh, but uh, it's been nice. Uh, <clears throat> do we take up offering before I have the closing prayer? Now, you know who will get blamed then. You know, you know who will get blamed then. That preacher, he a long time. Sheesh. I'm going to read my scripture, and then we're going to find out where we're going from there. Amen. This stands Hebrews chapter 12. Two verses that I really cherish in this Bible. We've talked about it a lot today. Verse 1 says in that 12th chapter, Therefore we also, since we are surrounded, surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily ensnare us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. <clears throat> Looking unto Jesus, <clears throat> the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Let us pray. Father, oh, we thank you so much. For this time you've given us to come together, God, Lord, to meet old friends and to laugh and to just have a wonderful time of song and worship. I pray, God, now you'll lead me and help me, God, to bring the message that you won't heard today. God, I pray for these that are in this place. You know every situation they're facing in their life. It may be sorrow, it may be confusion, it may be lostness, but I pray today the Holy Spirit will have freedom to come down, we'll open up our hearts and our minds and allow him to work. And I pray if there's someone here today who doesn't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, this might be the day. We ask this in the precious and holy name of Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. You know, as we meet here today, uh, we've got our own cloud of uh, witnesses surrounding us. All that bulletin, I left mine over there. Well, I went over to hunt it and I lost it. I don't know where it went. Probably went to the same place my lower parcel went. I can't find it either. So if you hear me lisping, that's why. If I can't find it, I'm going to take up donations buy another. I don't know where it's at. But anyway, but most of uh, 
These are very much alive right here. I'm talking about faithful servants of Jesus Christ. As they do the work of the church, the work of the community, and the work at home. That includes all of us. James Moffat, he once said, or he made the title of one of his books, The Thrill of Tradition. You know what? We're making tradition. Some of us, I watch these kids, they're grown up, they're dating. I got to get papers out to some of them, these boys uh, and girls. But uh, they, you know, times are moving. And we're part of the tradition that's being built. We've messed up so far. This world's in a mess because we set back. I've told this many times, boy, all these gays and everybody's coming out. It's time for Christians to come out of the closet. And let people know Jesus Christ is Lord. I don't know how long it takes for a past, a, 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 an inspiring past to become a tradition. But I find it pretty thrilling to look back at the years of service of the people of Salt Springs Baptist Church. You've seen it on the screen. You've got it in your, your order of service. And, you know, I think ever so often that we, uh, we need to look on, on some of our own heroes of faith. Amen? Boy, we've lost some good ones. We still have a lot. But here lately, we've lost some great heroes of our faith. Just a few yards from this sanctuary that we're in, there's a peaceful, I guess you'd have to say, part of God's good earth where a lot of these heroes, these physical bodies rest from their labor. And their names are, are, are now called <laughs> the heroes of faith. Witnesses who, who, uh, whose lives have uh, touched, and they still touch so many on our journey to faith. Don't you recall these? Don't you remember them? Don't you remember their faith and what they said and how they lived? They're still, they're still touching us. Touching us. And as we're all gathered here this morning or this afternoon almost, we're surrounded by, the Bible says, a cloud of witnesses. A cloud of witnesses. Here in our text, Paul introduces us to uh, what you'd have to say a grand therefore. And this should be a lesson to us. This should be a lesson for us to look back. You ever look back on your childhood? 
Remember them outhouses? <laughs> Some of y'all over here don't know a thing I'm talking about. Took Sheila one time with some friends up to Kibler Valley, right outside of Mount Airy up in, in Virginia. And we stayed in this little old cabin. Took the kids too. They wasn't too big then. Some of them said, I gotta go to the bathroom. Said, there it is. What? Said, yeah, right there it is. That little building. Yeah, that little building. One of the kids said, that stinks. <laughs> I said, you, you ain't been in it yet? <laughs> oh, scared them to death. I remember that. How many of you lived, grew up with outhouse? There you go. We had a double-decker. But that was for emergency only. Yeah. What about when you had your, I believe it was mentioned earlier, the party lines? How many of you remember that? There was two women in our community that aggravated me to death. They get on that phone. Hey, man, yeah, did you hear what old Sally done? Uh, I heard this. <clears throat> Somebody picked up the phone. They're easy. Well, they've been on an hour and a half. <laughs> Had to wait. Yeah. How many ever remember not having air conditioning? Most everybody in this section here is doing that. And some of you over here should be over here probably. But, but you know, <laughs> we didn't know. I personally think, now this is Steveology, that the man that invented air conditioning ought to have a national day. <laughs> Amen? I sure do. But we need to look back in order to look around. The Bible is a book of lookbacks. Uh, back to Exodus, back to Calvary. The Bible, if you just think about it, spends a lot of uh, time looking back. Uh, a lot of people don't understand that. It looks back in order to go forward. You know, there, there are some people who look back in order to go back. Now, let me tell you something. I've been telling you about all this stuff. We look back to the old days. Oh, boy, that was the day. Oh, hallelujah. I wouldn't go back to that for nothing in the world. You wouldn't either, would you? You think about it in the wintertime. You got to go to the bathroom, and it's about 100 yards down the yard. No, I wouldn't go back to that. We look back. And we think, oh, I want to go back. But here in Hebrews chapter 12, Paul reminds us of the great father's faith. And he encourages us to go forward because we look back. And in this chapter, we read of those who are in the hall of fame of faith, as I've said. And we learn what it means to see with the eye of faith. I have trust in God. We're missing that today. Amen. We need to trust God. Oh, we got all these leaders up there in Washington. That, oh, they know everything. They don't know nothing. I'm not talking about the crowds up there now. Well, I am. But there's others too who've kind of done that. They're depending on themselves. They're saying, well, this is what we ought to do. 
Why don't they get on their knees and ask God? Why? Because they took God all out of it. They've took him away. And we're running, man, uh, on ourselves, and we're in trouble. Families are, are running on themselves and what they think ought to be done. They're in trouble. We need to look back at what God has already done, what he's done through these saints that, that we've talked about up here in the, in the cemetery, those that are sitting here. Not our way, but let's do it God's way. Oh, young people, you need to let God guide your life. We just celebrated our 50th wedding anniversary in July. And I prayed for her. I didn't know who she was. But I asked God, I said, God, I want you to send me a good woman. Oh, I was in the army getting ready to get out. And I said, Lord, now I'm saved now. And when I do get married, I want you to send me a good woman. Mama sent that letter. Oh, I got a, got a girl I want you to meet. They started coming to church. She's from Arkansas, Arkansas. Got home. I seen her up there in that choir. I said, nah, she's too quiet for me. She's pretty. But she said, no. Six months later, I married that woman. I told God I didn't want to do it that fast. <laughs> and God's blessed me. She's a wonderful wife, mother, grandmother, and great-grandmother. But I prayed for her. How many does that anymore? I'm not bragging on me, but, but how many prays? Say, God, young people, pray about that. Don't just Pick up any old thing you can. Know about them. Get God's approval about it. And mamas. 50 years. Oh, how we need to look what people's done in their lives. But you know, we, we look back in order to look ahead. But he's telling them, look around. Look around. According to the Bible, there are a host of witnesses encircling us. Abraham, Moses, all those prophets. Uh, you know, those who labored in our church, those who labored in our community, you saw them up there. They're in your bulletin. They all gather with us today, and I believe that. It's, I believe if they had, could come to us right now and say, they'd say, it's so. It's so. It's worth it. Go on. Don't stop. Keep serving. You say, I'm old and I'm decrepit. You can still do something for God, amen. If you can't do nothing else, you can pray. You don't do anything else, sit in the pew and make yourself accounted of who comes to God's house. Our people need to see us as parents and grandparents going to the house of God. The Bible says not forsaking the assembly. <laughs> oh, today there's so many forsaking it. Well, you let a ball game come up. This, this, this uh, travel ball and stuff. God help us. Taking our kids out of church Sundays on Wednesday nights. And then when they get of age, they, they, 
They said, well, we don't have to go to church. Mom and Daddy didn't take us on Wednesday nights. And we went to preaching, but we didn't go to nothing else. The reason we went to preaching is Daddy sleeps the best he can during preaching. You know? You ought to see us. Lots of preachers in here. You know, so I look down a lot. And the reason I do, well, I got some notes. But another reason is I'd crack up when I see people sitting there going, You know, you know what I'm talking about, preacher. I had a guy up down there. He was a deacon, nice fella. He was a good guy, but he could not stay awake in church. And his name was Monroe Johnson. And he had his little kid, and he'd sit there, and he, his wife punch him, and then he'd doze off again. <clears throat> but one day, him and that kid were sleeping like babies. He dropped a kid out now. <laughs> yeah. Dropped him out now. Had to go get him, pick him up, get him in the ground. But that, I know I'm being facetious, but who pays attention anymore? This is God's word. We need to give it honor. We need to give it time. And praise God, you, a lot of you, are examples of listening to God's word. Had a guy also up down there one time had a heart attack. And he got out of the hospital. I went to visit him. He was real weak, you know, and all. And we talked. And I was getting ready to leave. He told me he couldn't sleep. He said, I just can't sleep at night. And so I had my hand on the door handle. Turned up. I said, Gilbert, I've got an idea. He said, what's that? <clears throat> you know, we take these sermons, my sermons. I said, you want me to bring you some copies of them? You sleep the best during my sermons of anybody I've ever known. <laughs> he said, yeah, bring me some. <laughs> I took some home myself. Doggone if I didn't rest better. <laughs> and we need to look around. According to the Bible, there are a host of witnesses. So we need to look around. And i got to get out of here. I'm hungry. I know you are. I hear you. Your stomach's growling. I see your hands going up. I need to look forward. Yes, we're living in a tough world right now. But Paul, he, he admonishes us to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. Amen. Hey, that's about all we can do anymore. This crazy stuff that's going on. Man, when one of our, I don't know, senators or congressmen or whatever they are says, we don't need farmers, we've got grocery stores. That's what they say. <laughs> Leaders, we don't need farmers, we've got grocery stores. They think the grocery stores get their stuff. And I could go on and on, and it's been going on for years. <laughs> Craziness, craziness. But we need to have our eyes fixed on Jesus. I can't do anything about this crazy crowd. Or I said this crazy crowd. I may be right. But Jesus can. You know, you think about it. People don't win races by looking at their feet, do they? That old boy in seminary, and I'm going to close you. 
I know it ain't made much sense, but Lord, you put me in a bind. Give me 10 minutes to preach a 45 minute sermon. I mean, what can you do? But I had a boy in seminary. He's always, he's happy when things are going good for him. He was like this when things are going bad. And one day I looked out the window of my dorm and I saw him walking like this. <clears throat> and later, he come up and being the jokester that I am, I said, hey, Mickey, I saw you walking and you had your head down, looking at the ground and all this. He said, I was just talking to the Lord. I said, Mickey, the Lord ain't down there. The Lord's up yonder. You know? We need to hold our heads up and look at Jesus. Where are you at today? Are you looking at Jesus? Why, why are we here today? Barbecue's part of it, I know. We come to find strength in the company of faithful men and women who preceded us and who accompany us to run the race of life for God's glory. Seniors, I encourage you, everybody in this place, I encourage you, run the race. You say, well, I'm getting old. Boy, I'm getting old too. I can't hardly walk. Hips, back, legs. Doctor said his after effects were preaching at a church for 22 years. I don't know. <laughs> well, you got to blame it on somebody. And it, it's a struggle. I have to talk and tell you, it's a struggle for me right now. But I know nowhere in the Bible it says to go backwards. Do you? Go forward and run the race. Seniors, I got, you're like me. I, I got things hurting that I didn't know I had. And, and you know, from what Ray Johnson and people who's way older than me said, it's going to get worse. We just had a lady die in our church. She had what? Dear, I'm talking to you. Uh, well, I don't know who I'm talking about right now. Uh, you know, wheelchair. MS, there you go. Don't know what to do without her. She had MS and she died. But let me tell you, before she died, that woman was faithful. She served the Lord. She was over the, the shoebox thing. Boy, when I went to that church, I was stunned. Last year, they had 700 and some shoeboxes. And she, she was head of that cripple. Couldn't hardly get around, but she served. I challenge you today. I challenge you today. Don't give up. We need you to pray for us. You know, when I was your pastor here, I kept talking about it. I know James Durmeyer always talked about it. He said, I like that. I always said, it's our time. Remember that? It's our time. Right now is our time to serve God. To, to be on committees, to preach, to sing in the choir. It's our time. And I, ride, I realize now, my time's running out. Don't you do that. Don't you not 
just just sit on the pew and not do nothing and wait for your time to run out. These out there, many of you sitting here, you're part of that great witness. But how long can we do it? One day, young people, me and a lot of us are going to depend on you. Don't sit down. And don't you sit down. You let God use you for whatever you can do. Father, we come to you, Lord. But I know this is kind of a ramble, but God has done the best I could do. I pray, God, that you'll just let the people serve you. That we'll have the desire to serve you. We'll have the willingness to, to serve you. We'll seek to serve you and be a part of the great witnesses. There's someone here today that's lost. I pray you'll touch their heart. There's someone who just needs to come for prayer. I pray you urge them to come. Lay, lay that burden down at the altar. You said that you would carry those burdens for us. Oh, God, help us to take you at your word. For someone who needs to join this church, they feel like this is the place that God's leading them to come. Help them to come, God. Help them to get on the team. Uh, we ask you to just work. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. Please remember to drop a rating and subscribe to get our latest audio.